you are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Adam Matis. Adam, I'm tired. I've done a lot of talking this week. Can I take a load, man? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a national podcast. You don't rest on national podcasts. Rest on that local podcast. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called again? <laughs> oh, it's just, on, some, just it? some show. Oh, yeah. just, Lakers you know, something like yeah. Okay. Just some show. Uh, but... I am Anthony Irwin. I do host Locked On Lakers. I am joined, as always, by Adam Mattis. He does Locked On Nuggets. We are here to take you through the four games that were played last night. Uh, and then we're going to play, we're going to bring back a fun game of ours, a fun early season game. <laughs> Man, can I say something? This is not a fun game of ours. This is a fun game of yours. Okay. You get credit for it All right. or blame, whichever one gets assigned. <laughs> I got credit last time. David enjoyed yeah. the show. He or, did. <laughs> we're going to bring back Whoa or Whoa. And uh, we will explain that game in segments two and three. Let's start, though, with those games. First off, the first TNT game, the Celtics went into Charlotte, beat them 108-87. to It was Kemba Walker's first game back. Just a really cool setting there. I wish more player organization breakups were as nice as this one especially among the fan base they gave him they gave Kemba Walker a huge standing ovation he clearly had like tears trickling down his face uh just being moved by the occasion it was it was just really cool and then you know the Celtics did their Celtics thing so far they've looked really good being six and one and the Hornets they were the Hornets they you know I think yeah um the fans just understand you know (laughs) It's like, oh man, he got out. It's like uh, yeah. Goodwill Hunting when he's just like, every day I, I hope I knock on your door and you're not here. It was one of those moments, you know. They were, you got out. That's a standing ovation. Way to put it. Uh, the other, the next game on on my tally here, the Spurs. Wait, was uh, that it? I want to talk. You know what's funny? No, Anthony, I'm not letting you get out of here. I'm not letting you get out of here that quickly. We do have to mention that the Boston Celtics, your Boston Celtics, have the NBA's best record. Well, yeah, no, no, they're tied for the (laughs) a share. They have they have a share of the best record with whom they have a share. (laughs) <laughs> with the Lakers. I mean, it's the Celtics and Lakers. What's new? Um, but, you know, no, I do think this is noteworthy, though, right? I mean, the yeah. Celtics have weirdly flown under the radar, I would say, as a 6-1 and one team. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gordon Hayward, you know, just looking at – last year, he, he – yeah. <laughs> last year, he looked, you know, off. And, of course, it was, as, as expected, coming back from that injury. But 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists tonight. And, like, just looking at him, he looks healthier. He's thinner. Um, he's sleeker, he's quicker. Um, so anyway, that's the only really note I have for the Boston Celtics. But it is worth noting because we are talking about the NBA's best team, according to the record. Well, tied for best team. Tied for best team. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Hayward, though, and it really picked itself up, it really showed itself in that game. Defenders are bouncing off of him in ways that they didn't last uh, year. It was really yeah. cool to see that. Uh, the second game here, the Thunder lose to San Antonio in San Antonio. LaMarcus Aldridge drops 39 points and fart noise. <laughs> well, what well, the noise that you hear is the San Antonio Spurs five and three. Um, same, I mean, same old Spurs in your mind. I mean, they're yeah, death taxes and the Spurs still around. I mean, they're that good, not great squad, I guess I would say. But um, Aldridge, yeah, 39 points, still doing his thing. I wouldn't want to play these Spurs in the playoffs, though. I'll say that. Why? First of all, go through the West. Is there a team you want to play in the playoffs? I guess that's I, I true. 
the Spurs, I don't want to play them either, but I think they're my first choice. I mean, I, I'd rather I'd rather play the Spur. I'd rather play the Rockets in the playoffs than the Spurs. Man, I love your takes. I love your November takes, man. Yeah. Anthony in November just really fires him, man. Not afraid <laughs> at all. And you might—it's not that you might not be right. It's just that you are not afraid to call out <laughs> that team already. This completely new team, you know, seven games in, like, oh yeah, that's an easy one. Come April. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Give me, give me the Rockets, and that's this is totally gonna come up, bite me in the ass. Uh, the Heat beat the Suns. The surprising hun- Heat beat the surprising Suns in the that's Surprise true. Bowl. <laughs> and uh, also and- in the uh, the Heat versus Sun Bowl, I, I always love that one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what is hotter, the Heat or the? Sun? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good I matchup. Like I like it. The Global Warming Bowl. Um, it was- <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler went shot nine of ten from the field. Looked really, really good and fired off missiles in the post game <laughs> when his teammate tried to uh, tried to dive in, jump in, and on his post game interview, he waved him off. He waved him is, off. This is about Bam, me. Bam and Myers. It's not about y'all. It's about <laughs> me right now. I love it, man. Jimmy Butler is not afraid to be full Jimmy Butler. He is. He is. Very comfortable being Jimmy Butler. Um, a minus three tonight, which also is, is just kind of kind of an incredible. He really um, quieted down in the second half. He yeah, was, he was a monster in the first. Actually, it was Drogic who who did much of the damage. Returning to Phoenix, by the way, and did a lot of the damage in that game. He looked really good there. Duncan Robinson at, at plus twenty nine tonight, which is just an incredible stat. Twenty eight <laughs> minutes plus twenty nine. Would not have guessed that one. Um, Duncan Robinson, by the way, great story. D3 yeah. player to the NBA, you know, really, really, really cool with a stop, of course, in Michigan along the way. But, um, no, you know, these two teams are both surprising. I like the way that Phoenix plays. Miami just in Denver a day ago did not catch this one, but I did catch him a day, a, a day ago and was, you know, unimpressed. And I thought maybe this West Coast road trip was going to be a wake-up call for him. But turns out this was a very, very impressive win. Yeah, I, the thing, and I was going to say this about both teams, but – it's a win for professionalism, like with both those with both those teams so far this season. Like, if you employ professionals, you're going to have a professional team. And yeah, like with it, with all yeah. this with this focus on youth and stuff like this, like you, you you just employing good, smart, veteran NBA players. Turns out they they come in handy a little bit. I also have a theory that guys like Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson might just – you might be able to find guys like this more. I, You know, my theory that just there's more talent out there. Mm-hmm. There's more avenues for players to be coming up and late bloomers and whatever. So I think there is something to be said for finding some of these these um, diamonds in the rough. But the real story of the game, just to kind of touch on the game, yeah. Miami shot 53%, 15 to 28 from the three-point line. Usually when that happens, you win and yeah. they won tonight. Yeah. Are you saying though, like taking us back to the last point you made, that I still have time to turn this around, and make it into? You the might NBA? be a really late bloomer, <laughs> really late. Thirty-three-year-old rookie Anthony Irwin, <laughs> fresh off the Locked On Podcast Network, and then finally the nightcap: the Clippers wind up beating the Portland Trailblazers. It was a, a close game throughout. Uh, Kawhi Leonard struggled for three quarters of the game. He was load managing on the court. <laughs> after load managing the, the night before and then in the fourth quarter just absolutely took over lou williams took over can i can i just rant about lou williams for a second please i i can't stand watching him play oh my god oh this is the, the ultimate lakers take i'm sure it has nothing to do with that let me hear it no i i just i hate 
Like it's like referees just watch him play, and then they're they're watching a completely different oh. game with him. It's it's maddening. He's so talented, and that was the thing was that like in that game he kept getting call after call after call that was just mind-bogglingly annoying. And then in the fourth quarter, hit two or three huge shots, and it makes you say it's the same thing I, I say about Harden all the time. They are so talented that they don't have to use those those cheap tricks that they do. And the league doesn't have to, and the referees don't have to fall for those cheap tricks night after night after night. But they do, and, it's, it, and it makes me hold them in a lower regard than I would honestly like to. They're such talented players. Getting fouled is a talent, mm-hmm. and I, while incredibly annoying, I don't know that Lou Williams is a guy that necessarily drives me crazy. I do think James Harden, the jump forward stuff, that not not those just those two players, but a lot mm-hmm. of players do. That stuff bothers me. But you know what? The skill of getting ta- of getting fouled to me is is an, not an it's art form, but it is it is it is it's really really hard to do, and those guys have mastered it. So it doesn't bother me as much. Um, Portland. They go the way their small forwards seem to go. And Rodney Hood tonight just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, five points. Uh, Mario Hazonia, one for nine, shooting two points. They just It was somehow unf- worse than that. Yeah, and it was worse than that. So it was, it, they're just a team that, I mean, unfortunately injuries have kind of taken away, I think, some of the wind in their sail. But they also are just counting on guys that I think 50% of the nights you're going to get that from those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun night overall in the NBA. And this was kind of my big takeaway I was watching these games with Jen, and one of the things I told her was that, like, on any given night, you're going to have Blazers Clippers. You're going to have Heat Suns. It's been a really fun opening to the season. It's been really fun that on any given night, you're going to find yourself a, a pretty good game to watch. And I felt like tomorrow was just another yeah. one of those nights. Tomorrow night, another just uh, you look at the slate, lots of great games. Um, the only nationally televised game, Cavaliers versus Wizards, marquee, the marquee game. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of funny, but Bucks, Jazz, 76ers, Nuggets, and Bede Jokic, Heat, Lakers. You get Jimmy Butler, LeBron. There's some fun ones. I mean, every night, you're, to your point, every night there does seem uh, watchability of the NBA at an all-time high, or at least at a high for, for the last uh, decade, I would say. Yep, I agree. Let's take a quick second. When we come back, we are going to reintroduce you guys to my favorite game. <laughs> whoa! Or whoa. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you in part by MyBookie. Head on over to mybookie.ag to bet on any number of sports and any number of games. There's an incredible slate of NBA games ahead of us uh, tonight by the time you guys are listening. So if you guys are new to, to betting, head over to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and double your, your cash input. Uh, the bet of the day that Adam and I, it just jumped off the, the screen at both Adam and I, is that for some reason, Golden State in Minnesota, in Minnesota, is a pick Adam, this is just getting I don't know how. What's that? Is this feels like one of those games that you look at it and you say like why why what's what's wait, what did I miss wait. here? Why Steph playing? <laughs> is, Clay, is, is Clay playing? Not that I know of. Kevin Durant's not there anymore, is he? Maybe a like rare loner game. <laughs> Man, I'm going with Minnesota. <laughs> I agree. So if you want to join us on that Minnesota bet. Head on over to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, double your initial cash input, throw all of it on Minnesota, and join me and Adam in printing money. Again, that's mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. You know what was a real crime tonight, Anthony, was those Blazers 
jerseys. All right, not sorry, not the Blazers. No, the, the Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers. They look like Bridgestone tire jerseys. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people. I was trying to buy into them because like the idea behind them were fine. But if you're gonna do the Buffalo Braves jerseys, there were the baby blues right there. The yeah, powder blues ones were yep. right there, right in front of you, right in front of you. Ah, <sighs> come on, guys, do better. Yeah. I think those were a, lot... a whoa. Those were a whoa for me. <laughs> whoa. Perfect introduction. Uh, the way this works, there are two versions of whoa. <laughs> There's really not, but okay. <laughs> How <laughs> do you entities mind there are? <laughs> How do you spell whoa? W H O A. Is there another way? I-, I think some people spell it W O A H. Oh, that's right. Oh, I could. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that that yeah. I could see either one. Either way. Uh, but the way this game works, in my brain, there are two versions of whoa. There's whoa! <laughs> Look at that! Uh, like the, 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 the nice, excited surprise that you get when, when you say, whoa! Look at that gift! Like when you see Minnesota and Golden State as a pickup, you say, whoa! Yeah, whoa! <laughs> excited! Yeah. Wow, this is a, wow, that's crazy. That's right, awesome. Right. And then, and then like the other version of that, if, you're, if we're going to keep on this theme, you look down the chart and you see the Lakers are giving up eight and a half whole points in this economy to Miami. You go, oh, no way that works out well. No way whatsoever. Oh, come on. I don't know about that, but okay. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. So what we're going to do, we have four woe topics uh, on each side of this. Four happy woes, four sad woes. <laughs> we're going to give two of each in segment two and three. Let's start with our first happy woe. So my first woe have been my Los Angeles Lakers. I really enjoyed watching they, them. Just the whole of them? Like all of the Lakers? <laughs> I, wasn't even, I thought you were going to get specific here. <laughs> Literally everything about them. Okay, all right. Everything about them. No, everything all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll limit it. I'll limit it to this. The Lakers' defense has been a whoa. All right. Well, then you stole my first one, which was Lakers defense. So I, I guess I'll have All to right, pivot, well, you talk, but that's you fine. You talk about it. I want to hear you compliment my team. This is great. Well, no. So I, actually, I'll just go ahead and give mine to Dwight. Um, yeah. You know, you, I, I do think that with all storylines in the NBA right now, it's we look, we have to talk about something and we enjoy talking about them and we can use the superlatives. Um, who knows what Dwight Howard is going to be in December, January, February, March, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is a major win for him to have contributed the way that he has. And I, you know, I'm not necessarily a Dwight guy, a Dwight fan. I don't know if anybody in the world is a Dwight guy, to be no. honest with you. Dwight but, wasn't a Dwight guy heading into this year. <laughs> but there is, I, I got to say, it is we, in a weird way, I do feel just a little bit happy for yeah. him that he's been able to find sort of a positive contribution and, and also just a weird redemption story. I mean, it's, it truly is interesting that this guy who I thought, man, no way will he ever like redeem himself in LA is sort of on that path. He, I mean, I'm biased, but I would, I would contend he's easily the best story so far this year. Easily, (laughs) easily the best story. Dude, this guy, like with the Lakers fan base specifically, the I Lakers fan base specifically hated this guy's guts. Like he, yeah. they, they wanted nothing to do with him, and he comes uh, in and he's, you know. I, I immediately regret saying this because now I'm now I'm disgusted <laughs> by Dwight. And All right, I, you know I can't wait for him to, uh, yeah, to fail. All right, what's your first? <laughs> no, but but actually I want to go back to this because okay. somebody on Twitter, this was like jokes is better than facts, right right here. Mm-hmm. But there might be a little bit to this. There is something to me. This is me lobbing a grenade at the Laker land right now. Great. There is something to the 
Yeah, when you're playing alongside Kobe and the the messaging is Mamba <laughs> mentality, you know, I'm not surprised. Now he's playing alongside an actual leader, and an actual guy. There's a fun environment. There's an air of fun around him, and you know what? Maybe it's working out. So I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves, Anthony. What is? What, how do you how do you feel about that? I uh, I am going to not comment on that. <laughs> oh come on! Don't be a coward. It's no, Friday. I, Anthony, it's Friday, man. I, Put look, your hair down. Co- Kobe, Kobe got that season started on the wrong foot when during <laughs> media day, during media day, they were talking to him about like, hey, you have Steve Nash as one of like the best teammates ever. Pau Gasol is like liked by everybody. Dwight Howard is a former MVP candidate that you met in the finals. Like there's so many alpha males this on this team. This is going to be fun. <laughs> no, and then Kobe's response was like, yeah, but it's my team. Yeah, you got to look at not great. No Kobe. insecurity. Yeah, you got to make sure you're top dog. So not great. Kobe. Uh, maybe something to it. Okay, are we going to to whoa? Yeah, your first whoa. My first whoa. This is a real whoa, Anthony, and I hate to even bring it up. I hate to even utter these three letters, mm-hmm. but PEDs. Ooh, this is the season of PEDs, and I hate to say it because look, Derek Rose a few right years after we back. We talk about Dwight Howard. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, maybe no coincidence. These were both number one on my list. No, um, a couple years ago, you know, uh, Derek Rose was asked, like, are PEDs on a scale of one to ten, how big of a problem are they? And I think I can't remember if he said ten or eleven, but he definitely said it was like a major thing. I've seen seven, and, ten, or eleven in like in quoting him so far. Really? Yeah. yeah so he probably never even said this. No, but you know, it's one of those things where I remember at the time thinking like, man, he's a guy that I kind of think would, you know, have some insight into this. And lo and behold, here we are a few years later and it's, it's creeped into sort of the conversation. Do you think Anthony, that this is like, are PDs a part of the NBA conversation now? They have to be. We've lost, we've I'm, lost like 75 total games so far from players. Yeah, right? and look, look, and Wilson Chandler, uh, DeAndre Ayton's a you know a, not quite a star player, but a star in the making player. Yeah, uh, John Collins. None of these guys are guys that necessarily move the needle. But I gotta say, there's a part of me that, while always suspect that you know in any type of environment where there's gonna be where you know these can give you an advantage, the fact that it's happened now has really just made me think like, man. Maybe this is something bubbling under the surface, you know, where where, where this is a much bigger issue in the NBA. And um, I, I think it sort of is changing a little bit how you view it. And one more, if there was another one, especially if it was a bigger name, I mm-hmm. think that would really hurt the sport. I mean, the, the amounts of money are such that, of course, I would cheat. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You're talking about you, where the supermax contracts are, and like even where yeah, even where yeah. like decent role players get paid. What's Paul? Yeah. What's Paul Millsap making right now? I saw some insane stat. Thirty million. That like Paul Paul Millsap has made more off of this contract than Michael made over the entirety of his like his career. No, I mean you do understand inflation though, right? No, so, I do, I, mean, I do. But I'm but I'm saying like if 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 you were to try to like identify. Reason number one, impetus number one to ever try PEDs or, or, you know, push the envelope on that stuff. It's it's got to be money. <laughs> Extend that career, yeah. I, but that aside, again, yeah. like there's with baseball and the steroid era. Like we talk about it as the steroid era. Like you think about that era differently, and you thought about the game while it was happening differently because you were just like, oh man, like 
who's got the best PED, whatever. Yeah. And with football, you know, it, it's it's creeped up and you think about it. With with basketball, I just I, I think I'm there now to where I'm just like, yeah, it's there and it's behind the surface and I kind of don't want to look at it. Yeah, there was an innocence to it. Remember David Stern, yeah. I think, famously said that like just getting big doesn't help you. But PEDs can do any number of things. It can help with recovery. It can it can do any number of things. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't. It's it's incredibly cynical on my part, but it wouldn't shock me at all to find out that this was a lot more pervasive than than people want to think. Got to get my boy Jokic on some PEDs, man. <laughs> do you think he's like performance? I don't think he's on him. Performance enhancing donuts? Like do you? Oh, think... <laughs> Got to get him uh, on. All right, so uh, my my first whoa has been the Houston Rockets. <laughs> surprise surprise i are just, you eliminating them is that where they were one, they were almost one of your teams was it weren't they mm, last week yeah, they were almost <laughs> one of my teams no but i went with golden state instead who they narrowly beat well that, yeah cold take but okay but no i i mean but that's my thing though is that like this cold take if that game was a lot closer than it probably should have been you know and and and, and i just i don't know i don't know how this is going to work out the dynamic of James Harden take your turn, and then Russell what Russell Westbrook take your turn, and then and and the scale to which those turns the the differences in efficiency there is huge, and then their defense is is a a, a travisham mockery. Yep. It's real yeah. bad. I I just I don't know if that's if it's capable of turning around. Let's get back positive. Your your second whoa. You don't want to like pile on the Rockets anymore. You want to keep it moving. Okay, my my next positive. I mean, do, you, do you have one, Do you have more to say about the Houston Rockets? You were... Um, I do think that like over time is when we'll really be able to evaluate this team. I was never that high on the pairing to begin with. Yeah. But the fact that they are, you look at the bottom of the defense. Golden State, okay, makes sense. New mm-hmm. Orleans makes sense. Washington makes sense. Sacramento, Charlotte, New York, these te- Cleveland, these teams are all like, That's oh yeah, seller. the Rockets. Yeah. Twenty eighth. They're the third. The, those. Most of those teams I named are actually better defensively, so yeah, um, that 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 deserved a, a whoa for sure. But my my whoa, yeah, has to go to Carl Anthony Towns. And there's any number of stats I could give you right now, but I'm just going to give you the three point field goal percentage, forty six point seven percent. Now you're thinking, okay, Adam, small sample size, nine games. He's shooting nine per game. That's crazy. He's shooting nine threes per game, and he's shooting almost 47%, man. Carlton Towns, sneaky, one of the better shooters in the league. Not best shooting bigs, just plain shooters. shooters. He could yeah. be in the three-point contest? <laughs> I mean, he could be. I think there are guys that would beat him in a three-point contest. I'd but the thing about – Yeah, I would too. And the thing about Towns is, it's you know, we, sometimes we talk about shooting as three-point shooting exclusively, but Towns is a good, you know, free throw – you know, actually, his free throw shooting numbers have been pretty bad. But, you know, mid-range pull-up shooter, three-point shooter, step-back shooter, like – He's got all the different types of shots, and he's just a talented scorer, man. Yeah. Not all that accurate when throwing punches, though. Um, (laughs) Let's take a quick second here. We went went a little long on our woes and woes. So let's take a quick second. When we come back, I got to talk about my second positive. Whoa! We got plenty of woes to come, though. I, I do, for the record, want to agree with the Carl Anthony Towns thing. And this was the season that we were kind of looking for, hey, there is no other alpha dog here. You are the guy. And so far, he's carried it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was always a talent. You know, Anthony, I 
Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. This was a hot take a year ago, but I actually I've, I've thought it for a while. I think Towns has the, actually the highest upside of those four guys. And I, all of them, I think, are fantastic. It's weird almost to rank them, but I've always thought that Towns was the guy that, if he ever put it together, just the the tools that he has in his tool bag are just unstoppable. I don't think he can be guarded at his best. Um, he's not there. I think he's probably fourth right now. But if it comes together for him, look out. I don't know if I would put Davis in that grouping. He's like two or three years older. He Even is, before. but it's to me that's the new era of bigs, U- unicorns, and, and remember. Yeah, I get Porzingis used to be in that category. <laughs> I was just Whoa. gonna make that point. Yeah. Oof. All right, uh, my my second. Whoa, is the Boston Celtics? I actually, oh, I actually really like this story. That that it's now we tough. can't you can't do that you can't do the Ewing theory with Kyrie because he won a championship, so it doesn't quite work yes, with him. But, well. You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you that No, I reject that. He did win a he won a, a ring in maybe arguably the most perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. And then he went to, you know, because he wanted to be the man, went there and, and made the team worse. They were, you know, better without him. Mm-hmm. Then he left and they're back to being better without him. I mean, look, I don't I don't know why we have to dance around the Kyrie thing. It, the onus is on him, I think, to prove that he can be a leader and a and yeah. a winner in that capacity. Now, again, he's a fantastic talent, and if you pair him alongside, there's I always say there's some of the, the best setups you can have is like your do it all guys, and then your like great one on one guys. And he got to be the great one on one guy next to LeBron's do it all guy, and it was a perfect pairing. I'm interested to see how that works with Kevin Durant. They're both to me the the, the do that do it, the one on one guy. Yeah. So Right, right. KD's like maybe the greatest one-on-one guy not named Michael Jordan ever. Yeah. But even Jordan was more of a do-it-all guy. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how no, that no, works. No, that's but, not true. That's not true. <clears throat> but, I think, I think Pip, Pip was the do-it-all guy. Oh, okay. But the look, to your point about Kyrie, Celtics got better. Horford leaves. Philly is better with him having been there. The mm. only team that is not as impressive as they were last season is – the Brooklyn Nets team <laughs> that Kyrie went to. So, yeah. yeah. I, think yeah. I think it's worth mentioning. Maybe he should have been in the whoa category. Uh, right. who's, your, who's your second whoa? Mike Conley, you look at the splits, and I think this is Wait, just more – er- Oh, no, you had Cat. You did Cat. You're good. Yeah, I think this is more just early season lull. But Mike Conley, 33% from the field, 28% from the three-point line. Some of that is weighed down, but I think he started like one of – 21 or something mm-hmm. ridiculous to start the year. But, um, you know, the Jazz are 5-3, and three, and they're another one of these teams like the Denver Nuggets who I think people look at and go, man, they're underperforming or overrated. You know, it's early season, and actually when you really dig into it, they've got pretty good records given the fact that they haven't necessarily played that well. I don't know which team. I guess Boston, I guess, has been the team that's played the best. Like uh, compared to expectations, because even the Lakers have won games and like they had to come back against the, the Chicago Bulls the other day. Yeah, so, but I, coming back and winning big, like to me, it doesn't matter whether the run happens in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. Yeah. I count a big win as a big win. Lakers plus 10 net. You know, that's impressive. I, yeah. No matter how you slice it. Yep. Uh, my my second. Whoa. The Portland Trailblazers. Mm, yeah. Big I saw on there. I saw a quote the other day from their uh, general manager. Basically, they are not going to fill Zach Collins' spot. 
I mean, okay. Well, the problem here, though, is that you're relying on Hassan Whiteside. And you are now hoping that Pau Gasol comes back. Pau was washed last season. Yeah. He was not he yeah. was not good. Yeah, he's I don't think he's the answer. But but like where's where because Collins is gonna miss a bunch of time and then even when Nurkic comes back, we don't know what he's gonna look like. That was a terrible injury that he went through. I, I think there is a certain point where first of all, you saying that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like the oh yeah, you know, we don't want you know we don't we don't want your trade package, so don't true. even call yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's the kind of thing you say in November when you're like, You better put that the trade trade package better be really good for us. <laughs> How do you think but, Dame takes that though? Like he looks at his phone like, What? Yeah. We're waiting you know, for who? You know how I think he takes it like a professional <laughs> and does his job. No, but I think there's also an, a level here of like, you know, sometimes it's not your year. And I'm not saying that Portland's throwing in the towel in November. But, you know, you look at your team and you say, are we one Gallinari away? Are we one Kevin Love away? And I think if you're honest with yourself, the answer is no. May, yeah. you, I think you get into trouble sometimes when you really take a swing on something that, at be, you know, has to really work work out perfectly in order for it to make sense. Yeah, I I I mean if they're going to make a move, I would split up Damon McCollum. I think we kind of know what the ceiling is of on, on that pairing, but at that point at, at this point why? Mm. You know, <laughs> what, what do you They gonna... would argue the ceiling for that or they would argue they were just in the Western Conference Finals and I know they were swept, but yeah. you know I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you like conceptually on it. I just don't know that this is a moment that's any different than what the summer was. And the fact that they didn't decide to do that then, I just, I think you look at it and you go, man, we lost Nurk. We lost Collins. I mean, this just wasn't our year. Yeah. Uh, your third, whoa. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. This guy, man, be the ability to just step into the superstar. I'm not going to lie. I did not think he Me was neither. a star. I did not think he was a star player. And look, again, seven games into the season, we'll still find out. The jury's still out. But boy, has he looked like one 50% from the field, mm-hmm. 39% from the three-point line. Who saw that coming? 94% from the free throw line. 50-40-90. You had Pascal Siakam going 50-40-90 this year, didn't you, Anthony? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love his story. I love how hard he works. Like, there's just something about guys who make it to superstardom from non-traditional avenues that just resonate with me. And I, I think it's a lot easier to buy into him because he did this. You know, he was paid. He, he got paid. He didn't yeah. have to come back and work this hard. He did. And now he looks like a completely different player, even better than his stands might have thought because there was there was some pas- Pascal Siaw stand out there. And, and, you know. He's a mini, mini Giannis. <laughs> Uh, your oh my my third whoa is the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler specifically. Okay, I think so. One of the things, one of my takeaways when he went to Miami in the first place was that I thought it's working with Pat Riley is like the perfect environment for him because <laughs> it is a no BS work way too hard kind of a situation and. Do I think they have a crazy ceiling? No, but it's been cool to watch somebody sign in a spot like that and live up to the expectations of it. And you know, it's it's. I just I I really like Jimmy Butler. I I, I shouldn't. He does a lot of the things that I normally wouldn't like, but I can't I, I can't help but you know respect the way that he goes about his business. Here's the thing. 
first of all, Jimmy Butler is three and two on the season. The Miami, the Miami Heat are six and two, but he missed the first three. You know, uh-huh. but let's. But here's where I want to go with it. They beat Memphis. Is that impressive? I don't think so. They beat Milwaukee. That one was Milwaukee mm-hmm. came out the gate a little slow, but they win. That was impressive. Um, Minnesota. They lose. They beat the Hawks twice. Once without, I believe, without Trey Young. Um, they beat the Rockets on a night when the Rockets were out partying clearly until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> um, they lost to Denver, and then they beat Phoenix. So, yeah, they got a couple impressive wins, but they've got four games on there that I I think are unimpressive and then a couple losses. So, th- to me, uh, maybe this is because I'm coming fresh off of a game in which I watched them live and in person and was just so thoroughly unimpressed, but mm-hmm. – um, you know, let's just, I, I just would say I'm impressed with Miami, but not that. Let's pump the brakes on them because I have a feeling we might be Dang, you th- our judgment on radio them. host. Let's pump yeah, the well, brakes. <laughs> well, let's pump the brakes for this reason. I think a lot of what we're impressed with is the fact that they beat the Houston Rockets by 170 points. It's a real number, 170. And I think that we sometimes when we see that, we're like, oh, man, what an impressive one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. All right. Your next whoa. 